What's your mom? A working mom. And what did she write? The working the mom. The working mom blueprint. blueprint. And what should they do? Go buy, buy it today. The Working Mom Blueprint is now available wherever books are sold. Go grab it for yourself, for a friend, for a sister, for a colleague, so we can help working moms, all moms, to thrive, not just survive on their motherhood journey. Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Modern Mommy Doc Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about five things I say no to so I avoid burnout. And these are particular to me. These are my own things that I do to avoid burnout. But I totally know that if you did them, you would be able to avoid burnout too. So these are for me. These are for you, my stuff's your stuff, all the things, right? Okay. So I'm going to start with number one, just going to dive right in. And actually, before I do that, hold on, let me back up a second. Why do we need to say no? Right? Why can't we just do it all? Why isn't it possible for us to multitask and to juggle and to do all the things? And the reason is we have all of these pressures in our society that working moms should be able to handle everything, that they should be able to lean in fully to work. They should be able to lean in fully to their mom role. They should be amazing moms. They should always kill it. They should never get mad at their kids. They also should be amazing lovers to their partners. They should be like total sex kittens. They should be able to be fit. They should be a size two. They should have their hair and their makeup done perfectly. They should also have an amazing social life. They should just do it all, right? That's what Instagram tells us. That's what all the social media places tell us is that as moms, we should be able to do every single thing. And the reality is we can't if we actually want to be effective. If we want to be effective, we have to decide these are the things. These are the five areas in our centered life blueprint. We talk about these five areas that we are going to focus on, that we are going to place all of our time and our energy and attention on. That if we do that, we can do anything but it means we have to say no to some stuff. So for me, when I identified these are the five things I care the most about, 
it was way easier for me to learn the process. It's a process. It's not a one and done. Okay. I made it. I'm done. I got it. Right. I learned the process and embraced the process of saying, I can't do everything. Here are things that every time they come up, I have to say, these things don't matter. All right. Now I'm ready for number one. Number one, five things I say no to all the time. Letting others' opinions and needs make my decisions for me. I started big. I could have started with laundry, but I decided to start with this one because what is the point if we don't talk about things that really matter, you guys? I was born a people pleaser. My mom is a people pleaser. Her mom is a people pleaser. Long line of people pleasers. And also in society as women, we are taught that we should be pleasing. We are taught that we should put our needs last and that others' needs are more important than ours. And I am not here to preach to you that you need to be selfish all the time. I'm not here to preach to you that you should not care about other people's feelings. I remember there was a book when I was in medical school. Now I got to look it up. We'll put it in the show notes once I find it. But it started with, it's not all about you. And I remember when I read that book thinking like, okay, it's not all about me. It's about my service to other people. It's about making sure that I am not selfish, that I'm accommodating. And I don't think there's anything wrong with considering other people's opinions and with considering what are the other needs of people that are there. I do that all the time, right? My kids' needs, I'm always thinking about them. My husband's needs, I'm always thinking about them. But it comes from a place of first and foremost, I know myself I value myself. I know my worth. So I am able to think first about does this decision, even if it meets someone else's need, does it still allow me to keep my worth? Does it still allow me to keep my peace? Does it still allow me to remain at the center of my life? not to be selfish, but because I know when I am well taken care of, when I have, as Lizzo says, like learn to be my best soulmate, right? I am better for everybody else. I'm not this empty vessel that is seeping out to everybody else. Instead, I'm able to really intentionally pour into other people's lives. So, How do you learn how to not let other people's opinions, how to not let fear, how to not let other people's needs be the main driving force in your decision-making? Here's the answer. You might not like it. You have to spend a lot of time with yourself. You have to actually know what joy feels like. Because once you know what joy feels like, you are not willing to live without it. It's that simple, right? I know when I'm in a place of joy and inner peace, 
And that doesn't mean I'm not like a savage too, right? Like you can be fired up and still be at peace and have joy, right? So I'm not asking you to sit on a mat and be like, la, 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 like all day long, right? I'm not asking you to do that. I'm asking you to be fired up, but I'm, you know, giving permission, be fired up, but to also know what really still inner joy and peace looks like. And if you are able to do that, I promise you that is going to be the place where you are able to then make decisions that are about what do you want. I spend time with myself and get to know myself in a number of ways. What? Every day I spend five minutes being quiet with myself. Five. And it doesn't have to be perfect stillness. Okay, you guys, the other day I went to one of those float tanks. I thought I was going to love it. You know what I'm talking about? It's where you go, it's in complete darkness. There's no sound at all. And they fill it up with a ton of salt water. And I don't know what the buoyancy is. It's like a lot though. So that then when you are in the water floating, you cannot drown. But on your top, it's fully exposed still to the air, right? And the water is only your body temperature. It's not like a spa body temperature and there's no music in there. There's nothing. And I sat in that thing for an hour and I was miserable (laughs) because I can totally be in moving meditation with myself. I can be completely still with myself for minutes, for hours, but I felt like in that thing, I was so trapped. So I hated it. Okay, so I'm not telling you that you have to go to a meditation retreat or that you have to be in complete silence. Maybe your time of being quiet with yourself is listening to your favorite song. Maybe it is you sitting reading a quiet book. Maybe it is you journaling. It's whatever it is that allows you to sit and actually think about how you are feeling. I don't know about you, but I know that my mom and dad. Lord love them, did not understand about that piece of social emotional health that we have to okay our feelings. You know what I'm talking about? Like with a kid, they might be crying and you could say, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be disappointed. The generation of parents that came before us didn't understand on a large scale, that that's what kids needed. Because you can't kind of get over an emotion, can't get through it until you okay it. I'm going to give you an example. It was my birthday uh, last month. It was my birthday. And it was a big birthday for me. It was my 40th birthday. And my husband, I told him in advance, buddy, this is a big birthday for me. I can feel it coming on that I'm probably going to feel disappointed. Here's what I need in order to feel good on that day. I'm going to do my own stuff to help myself feel good, but this is what would really be special to me, right? So I told him, I I really want it to be that there's just something big that happens. And the big thing doesn't have to be expensive. It could be you and I go to a park and we sit and we stare into each other's eyes for five hours. You know what I mean? And like you buy a bottle of wine. So it doesn't have to be fancy. I just want it to be really intentional. And I want it to be really special, either with my friends or with you or something. All right. So I wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and I had some work that I needed to do. And my husband had to go to work. So it makes sense, right? I was alone by myself in my house. 
And I had a few people text me, but not that many. Then I got through to the middle of the day and I didn't have anything special planned because I was kind of waiting on my husband because he said he understood what my request was for my birthday. And then it got later in the day and then my husband didn't get home until 7.30 and I found myself like single tear falling down my cheek as I ordered my own Thai food and ordered a drink to go with it for my birthday, for my 40th birthday. Now, my husband, my sweet, loving husband, had actually planned a whole series of Zoom calls with a bunch of friends starting at nine o'clock at night after the kids had gone to bed and had bought a dessert they hadn't let me know about and had bought a huge thing of flowers. And he actually had planned something special, but it wasn't the same as what I had planned in my mind. You feel me, mamas? What well, That happens, right? And so I was disappointed. And then I felt like a total jerk for being disappointed. So the single tear turned into sobbing, turned into eyes red, turned into like that nose thing where your nose gets really red and it's like twice the size because it's so puffy. Okay, that happened to me. Now I'm supposed to join on these Zoom calls with these friends and act happy and act fine. And I couldn't do it. I went into the shower and had to take like a 20, 30 minute shower and put all these friends off who had kids to put to bed. And then I joined up with my husband afterward and finally had to say, I was disappointed and I'm not disappointed in you. I just disappointed in the conversation and what happened and with how it all went down. And my husband thankfully said, Whitney, it's okay. It's okay that you're disappointed. It's okay that it's not how you wanted it to go, right? And so those times I spend with myself allow me to get to that place a lot faster of being okay with however I am. You know how like in high school you could join different clubs depending on your interests or things people were into? I wasn't really that much of a club person when I was younger, but these days it feels like having a tribe of other working moms around me is so, so valuable. And it's hard to do in real life because we're all scattered and busy and have our separate lives. We have designed the Modern Mamas Club to be that club, that tribe, that support network for you. And we didn't want it just to be about what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome professional or what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome mom, but also what are the ways we can help you to remember who you are as an individual person? Voila, welcome. The Modern Mamas Club is on the scene. It's a community of mamas to support you, 24 access to our video library, live events, workshops, hangouts, relatable mom rooms and discussions, and a resource library and recommendations from yours truly, Dr. Whitney. Go check it out at modernmommydoc.com. The other thing is, during the week, I spend time doing things I love to do. I spend time being alive for nobody but me, doing things that are not about performance, doing things that are just about me enjoying life and enjoying being with myself. Almost to the point where when I got to that birthday day, that's where I hadn't planned anything for myself. Because I was like, I don't need anything. I'm going to work out, but that's cool. That's all I need to do for myself on this day. 
So that means for me, a lot of times jumping on the Peloton bike, um, that means sitting and reading a book. That means going to a store and window shopping and not buying anything, but just like randomly walking around without an actual like checklist of things that I need to buy. It means that I spend time wasting time on me because I am worth wasting time on. And because I spend time doing that, I know myself really well and I value myself and I trust now my own decision-making because I have practiced really building into myself as my best friend. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's totally true. Okay, that was a lot of time on number one. Number two, five things I say no to. Number two is putting on a mask. Number two is deciding that when I am not doing well, that I will be vulnerable, that I will be myself, that I will let somebody know that when I'm struggling with postpartum depression and anxiety, that I would say something. It's that when I am having a horrible day, that I would say something to someone that as simple as being in the office with my patients and they say, how are you? And normally I would say, I'm great, but really I'm not great at all. That I would say, I don't have to go into the whole thing, but that I would say, you know, actually I'm kind of getting through today. Thanks for asking. That I allow myself to be a human. As moms, these multitasking Jedis that we are, when we take the mask off, it's like we crumble, right? So sometimes I know it's a defense mechanism, actually, for me to keep a mask on constantly because it keeps me from having to go there in my mind that things actually aren't okay. But when I commit to taking my mask off, and to being who I really am, that is totally when the magic happens, right? That is totally when I go, oh, that's why I feel that way. Oh, that's why this thing isn't working out. Oh, that's a decision I need to make. And that's also when I join in camaraderie with other moms because they feel that exact same way. All right, number three, I say no to letting laundry and chores run my life. They don't matter. I get them done. The piles are not folded well. The dishwasher is not loaded perfectly. I don't always get to the laundry every single week. You know, like all of it. Of course, we have clean underwear and socks. Don't worry about us. But I don't focus on that. It's the least of my priorities. Dishes, laundry, house cleaning that's beyond making sure things are sanitary. I have less stuff, so I have to do less house cleaning. But then the house cleaning that there is to be done, it's like my fifth, sixth, seventh priority. I know, like Nora Roberts said in a quote, what balls that I am juggling that are glass and what are rubber and chores and things to do I've learned, and I want to implore you to learn, to take a pause and take stock and just ask yourself when these things come up on your list in a day of, I need to do this, 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 to go, do I really? 
give yourself permission to say, actually, I don't have to. What else do I really want to say yes to today that at the end of the day, I'm going to feel amazing about? And guess what? That's going to make it. So when I got to get to those chores, it's going to take me like two seconds because I'm going to feel energized. I'm going to put on the Yonsei music. It's going to be in the headphones. I'm going to be like zipping around doing my chores, right? Because I feel like I was purposeful in the day versus the other way around. All right. That's number three. Number four thing that I have said no to is showing up like a man. This is similar to the emotions, to the mask, to the letting other people's opinions run me, right? But it's a little different in the workplace because you were taught like I was taught when you entered the workforce, if you are older than 25 right now, that if you want to get ahead like a man, you have to play like a man. If you want to be considered and taken seriously, you have to play by their rules. That means don't show emotions. That means don't act like you're a mom, like you have other obligations that you have. That means you better like say yes to every single thing that someone asks you to do. Done with it. Done. Why? Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of the hardworking women who came in generations before us who did have to do that, right? Ruth Bader Ginsburg, salute you. I salute you. You are one of the people that made it possible with all your grit, with all your single-minded effort to make it so that people like me could have choices, could say, I'm not leaning in right now. Nope. Leaning into me. Leaning into my family. And sometimes when it's actually purposeful and fits with your skills and talents, then saying, 100% I'm leaning into this work because it means something to me. It means something to me. We are moving beyond lean in. We're moving beyond it. And even people like Sheryl Sandberg, who wrote Lean In, are moving beyond just straight Lean In. They are moving toward Lean In when it works for you. Amazing, amazing, right? New generation. I cannot wait to see what my kids' generation is going to be doing, how much more advanced they will be as well. Okay, finally, The thing that I say no to, the fifth thing I say no to in order to live a life that is not full of burnout is small boxes. Okay. What is the small box that you are living in? What is the limited thinking, the scarcity thinking that drives you? That says, actually, I can't try to get that position because have this issue. Actually, I'll never live in that house. Actually, I'll never thrive in that way, right? What is the linchpin thing that is holding you back? What are the boxes you have built around yourself? Robin Arzone was talking about this on Peloton the other day. What are these small boxes that you have built around yourself that you are strong enough as a working mom to 
bust through. And I do not mean you run yourself ragged, you don't get any sleep, you burn the candle at both ends to bust through it. I mean, you harness your power, you become your best inner advocate by doing the four things I just talked about so that you have the energy and the wherewithal and the confidence and the total savage power to bust it like this. Bink! Like just with your little finger, you flick it and all those walls come down. When you start thinking from an abundance mindset, mama, opens up the world of possibility. Now, there are a lot of people that are out there that talk about manifesting and, you know, having like, this is what's going to happen for me exactly. And no shade to those people. Okay. For me, I think that I've gone through enough and that I have cared for enough pediatric patients for which death and dying has been the ultimate outcome, no matter what they believed, that it's really hard for me to fully get on board with that. Because I just know in my own life and in the life of the patients that I care for that sometimes there are major barriers to the things that we would just decide and visualize this is how it's going to be. But I do know and believe that having a vision for our lives of how we want to show up, of how we want to feel, of how intentional we want our lives to be and purposeful we want our lives to be at the end of the day, to feel like we have agency, to feel like there is some control in our lives that we have, that's for everybody. That's for every single person, right? Control is one of the major factors of resilience. And that doesn't matter how much money you have. That doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter all of the traumatic events that have happened in your life, right? Every single person can build some measure of control and inner advocacy and empowerment. It's when you snuff that out in a person that they're stuck. So I believe whatever comes your way, whatever has already come your way, whatever hardships you have faced, that you are capable of breaking through boxes that you are capable of reaching new echelons, that you are capable of having a centered life, a life you feel proud of, a life that feels good, a life that feels joyful, where you are thriving. Till next time, mama. Hey mama, if you want more of the Modern Mommy Dog podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag modern mommy doc. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.